This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 33 of Your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the downright bizarre aspects of life, as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Today, I have another installment of Conspiracy Chit Chat, where you listeners jump on board to discuss everything from conspiracy to politics, current events, and everything in between. Today, I'm joined by a returning guest listener. Some know him as the Tropical Canadian, other as a Bundy-drinking, banana-bending bloke, but I call him mate. Let us welcome the great Northern himself, Wade. Welcome back, Wade. Thanks, Scorpio. Thanks very much for having me, brother. It's good to be back. <laughs> anytime, mate. Anytime. Hey, I've got to say, our episode that we did the first time got a lot of traction. They seem to like the Queensland accent. Oh, really? That's mm. that's interesting because I get a lot of um, a lot of uh, bloody Queenslanders. Like, I don't get why. Is it must be a jealousy thing with the the warmer weather and the nice sunshine? I I don't get it, but it's that's interesting. Because yeah. I sent it to a couple of mates, and they went, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good to hit. listen to. I'm like, okay, sweet. Yeah, it must have been pretty cool. Not cool. Cool. No, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Mm. Well, we've been pissing ourselves laughing for about three weeks now, just firing back screenshots of things we've seen on Twitter and it's something we really need to discuss, and it's pretty ironic that it ends up being episode 33 for this. It's almost like an Illuminati-confirmed deal, but <laughs> we've been having to sit back and laugh at some of the elements of the truth of community. And it's it's not a direct stab at any one individual or any particular groups, but it's the ability to sit back, think critically, and look at what's going on and what's being shared so randomly without any kind of foresight or background investigation into some of the stuff that's being pushed out by individuals. Mate, and it's just funny, the topic, you had to have it with a a Queenslander. It's pretty ironic, episode 33, we had a laugh about that the other day. It's with a Queenslander. And what what did you, what was your comment last night when we laughed about it? Twitter provides. It does. Twitter does provide. And, mate, a lot a lot of these people we're about to get into is it's funny, it's sad, and as I say to them, screenshots are forever. And that's just my, my go-to line to them at the minute. I'm like, there's no logic to anything of what they're saying, and I, I saw one today and you are going to piss yourself laughing. So when we get to that, I'll upload it. I'll tell you about it. I'll send it to you later and we can have a laugh. 
it's it's the really funny thing for a community that pushes it so itself so hard on discernment and critical thinking and not being a sheep and doing your research. Fuck, there's a lot of people out there that don't appear to do that. Mate, it, it's. I think it was a, it was a comment I said to you a while ago where we sat there and we said this this group of people that we're getting to were they the JFK conspiracy theorists of the sixties when you know what are we now fifty years later sixty years later you know we find out the CIA admit they shot him. they shot Kennedy like okay well, we all knew that they knew that. But it's how they went about it with some of the fan, fantastical theories and ideas that they come up with, with, with zero factual evidence or critical discernment or logic behind any of their reasoning. And we'll find out, you know, they'll never tell you how it happened, but from a host of people, you could come up with some really logical explanations and show where the evidence is, where what we've been laughing at for weeks, just give me something, guys, to believe you. Otherwise, you, you're pissing in, the, pissing in the wind. The frustrating thing is that I think every single person that's a, in this kind of a realm of podcasting or you consider yourself a air quotes truther, we've all got one theory or something in our quiver of, of conspiracies that seems laughable to someone else. I get that. I understand that. I myself get laughed at for the whole flat earth thing, but I believe I have some kind of evidence that suggests flat earth could be real. I don't say anything is a hundred percent because I'll never truly know anything is a hundred percent. Our mate, moral Bob would beg to differ on that. He seems to be all in on that. That's fine. But I personally can't say I'm a hundred percent positive flat earth is real because I can't conclusively prove it myself. That's just where I come from. The problem is a lot of people out there, they post things or they put out statements or matters of opinion and it's so matter-of-factly to the point where they don't have any kind of evidence to back it up and you can tell within the statement. And you don't even have to attack them. You just message them and say, uh, where's your evidence in this? Can you please provide me with some, some articles, some references? Because I'd like to know myself. And you get the instant fire back of they've got the backup, their shit's up, and they're saying... Just do your own research. You're a sheep. If I found it, you can find it. It's not my job to tell you. You're an adult. Go find it yourself. It's the same type of thing that we saw during the pandemic where you would try and convince people that the jibby-jabby wasn't the safest option and they dismiss you for the evidence you're providing, but they couldn't provide it back to you. We're seeing that within this truther community at the moment with these outlandish posts, these outlandish little Twitter threads. And I don't think people are calling it out as they should. I would I would agree. And I was talking to another friend of mine about this the other day who's very grounded, very logical, um, very factual by nature, so evidence and whatnot. And he came up with a very, very valid thing where this particular subject is sucking in a lot of people who are brand new to the idea of truth-seeking and shit's not what you've been told, that they're cottoning onto this by some of the funniest grifters that you and I have come across and they're jumping on board 
without taking a step back and going, okay, this would be great. And it really would. You know, you and I have said it, it would be great if this come to pass, but nothing has given us anything to look at with any sort of fact-based evidence or any sort of proof to show otherwise. And I am open to be proven wrong if someone can show me something. Give me some tangible evidence on this. And I see it, I see this topic sucking in so many people without taking one step back. And I'm like, you're going to get sucked into it, guys, to a point where it's going to burn you and churn you over the next three years when nothing happens. And that's what we see in the people that were considered the Q movement, which a lot of people now refer to as Q-tards, people that think the white hats are out there behind the scenes helping us saving the day, which I hope is true. And I have no doubt that there most likely are elements within the uh, the power structures of the world that do have good intentions that are trying to stop things. Whether it's as a larger scale as these people make out, that's something completely different. And the issue that I'm seeing out of all of this is that they don't just buy into it. They they go off things like the grifters that you mentioned. Their evidence, which the, the listeners of these people might take as gospel, they might that might be a book. They reference a book. That's great that it's in a textbook and you've got all this information about it, but where's the references in that book? Often you'll find these people that push their information coming from two or three texts or novels, you often look into those books and you can find out very quickly that that's based on bullshit or based on opinion, like the opinion pieces of novels. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, you alluded to it there. We're talking about the Q movement and the white hat movement and uh, this saving group of people that are going to save humanity from itself. Okay, sweet. I'm pretty sure we've heard that throughout history from you can go back to whoever. Those books that they reference, and okay, sweet, that's great. But Pinocchio is a book written by a guy who was a real guy. You, you can draw conclusions from everything without, okay, well, show me what that's true. No, we know this is fake. The writer said it's fake. It's fake. We know it. Some of these claims that we see all the time, and, and either I beat you to the punch or you beat me to the punch to say to them, Give me some effort, guys. Get, and they're garnishing hundreds, if not thousands, of people following and believing. Like, I believe there was a comment on your reply last night. It was, how do you know this is true? Give me this. And this person said, because it is true. You just have to look it up. That gives no one anything tangible to go off that would make me say, right, okay, this is great. I know where the next thread I need to look to find this to show the proof that I can get behind it and then start to tell people this is really happening. It just isn't there. You know, like with, with throughout the COVID and the, and the, you know, the stabby jab, we had tangible documented evidence from studies and factual figures that lined up and correlated with anecdotal results from friends we all had or, things like that. We had evidence. This is just sucking people in everywhere. It's not good. And it's you and I laugh at it because it's quite funny. Yeah, and it's the the white hats is one thing and 
the deep underground military bases is another because they have the possibility that there could be an air of truth in in these theories, which that's why they're a theory, because there's most likely a, a scarica truth somewhere at the center of that. The problem is you get to these ones like every celebrity or elite person is actually transgender, both male and female. And it's every single one of them. And they take these photos of look at the height of this woman or look at the the shoulder width of this man. This man was born a woman and this man was born, this woman was born a man. And it's every single celebrity. They don't have any wiggle room in it. It's every single person and that's it. Every famous person that's put out in the public eye is transgender. I have no doubt that there's, there's Baphomet satanic type of cults in Hollywood that probably do that on occasion, but for every single one of those people to be trans is just so outlandish and statistically improbable. I don't know where they're getting their, their facts and their evidence to suggest that's true. Oh, and, and we would see what two or three from one, one person in particular <laughs> every day. And I think that either you're sharing it or I'm sharing it. It's just going really. And the other day and, you know, fanboying a bit here, Tom Brady, my guy. My God, I'm a huge Patriots fan. Love Tom Brady to death. And this person, yep, Giselle Bunchen was a man, transitioned to a woman. Brady was a woman, transitioned to a man. I was, that's it. I'm out. Phone went down. I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. That was just enough. And I'm like, okay, you need help. And then we asked him, said, okay, well, well, give us something. Give us something, you know, show us. And there, there is no... You know, and it's every single person they can think of is male to female or female to male. It's like, um, I, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get it how they could believe something so simply without any sort of information. And wouldn't that the Tom Brady one be backed up if it were true that there would be a high number of trans men dominating men's sports? but it doesn't happen that way because if you're born a biological female, your muscle and bone density, it's never going to stack up against a biological man. Even if you pump yourself with all the testosterone under the sun, you can't compete with men in sports at a a level of professionalism. It's not going to happen. I I agree, mate. I absolutely agree. And if, if you look and if you know Tom Brady, he's got some of the biggest hands you've ever seen in your life. This person's claiming he was a female to a male. Statistically and biologically, females do not have large hands. So I'm, that that was, I'm just like, oh, I'm out. That's what I said. That, I'd, that had just done me. It was, no, that's, that's enough. And then on the back of that, it was some couple of weeks earlier. This flows into the second part. His, oh, Tom Brady sold his house. Oh, no, and this thing is his assets have been seized. He's been charged with some sort of, of criminal charge and he's been sent off to Gitmo and he's been executed. Because no celebrity's ever sold their house before. <laughs> and then I asked this this person, I think you commented on I asked him, I said, okay, this is great. You've posted probably 20 celebrities in the last three weeks. That's over $2 billion in real estate. Who sees it? Where's it gone? It's laughable. It's laughable. It ties straight into the whole 
the elites, the celebrities, they've all been arrested by and put through military tribunal and executed. And they don't want, the elites of the world don't want us to know that they're dead, so they replace them with body doubles. How How is this happening? Give us some evidence. These are the same people that think Tom Hanks was killed in Australia during COVID and they replaced oh. him with someone else. The question being, why would the white hats who have captured these evil, terrible people and executed them for their crimes against humanity, why would they allow a body double to just take their place? Seems kind of a bit redundant, doesn't it? Just allowing them to just goose step someone else in? Defeats the yeah, purpose of killing them, right? Oh, with, without doubt. And, you know, there's some questionable changes to some people that we, we all know and can agree. We can all agree. I don't buy into the, the clones theory or... It may be true. I don't know. You or I will never be able to prove that or evidence otherwise. I have some friends that really buy into it. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with it. But when they say, oh, yep, no, he's being executed and taken out. Okay. Well, if the supposed white hats have now put a replacement guy in his place exactly the same, why has nothing changed with what this guy is doing or promoting? What's the purpose? You would only you would only do that in a scenario where, right? I put this guy in, and he's going to be making subtle differences right across the park to slowly shift the narrative of what he has done in the past. If anything, they're doubling down and getting worse. Yeah, it's the latest one out of this person that we've been sending screenshots from. The latest one was Zelensky. Zelensky was executed more than a month ago. And my comment was, well, then who's going around like a pauper begging for money from all the world leaders? Who's begging for cluster bombs? Who's the person that's on on the TV every five minutes at nauseam? And that's the thing. If if he was executed by the, the White Hats, why is the same dude running around doing the same things or doubling down worse trying to take more money from the people who the White Hats are supposed to be protecting and, and freeing. It, it it makes zero sense. And then when we question these people, it's a long process. It's going to take a long time. It's a bigger operation, Wade. You oh, don't realise yeah. how deep these bases are. The military is oh, a long moves. movie. Yeah. It's, and that's <laughs> where it gets into the, the dumbs kind of stuff where... I believe it was a different account, but the, this person suggested, now this this podcaster happens to have over 100,000 followers. Australian or British Australian, might narrow down who it is, said that the dumbs underneath Melbourne were the cause of the earthquakes recently. Okay, yeah, let's just go along with that. Kind of makes sense if you're blowing up bases, there might be some tremors and whatnot. But then conclude to say that the military operation under Melbourne was successful and they rescued 5 million children. Well, the population of Victoria is only 6.5 million, so I'm pretty sure you'd notice a doubling in the population overnight. There'd be kids everywhere. All kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, begs, it begs to believe how these people got that thought process in their head and to stick with it and follow it through to the end. It, it's... Frightening to think that they continue to double down on anything. And, and like like you said before, and, and you and I have agreed on this, 
This would be fantastic. And I'll be all for it. And nothing would make me happier to admit I was wrong. So my my business partner for a long time believed that Trump was coming back. He was coming back. So okay, sweet, no drums. Every week. Is he back yet? Just wait. Is he back yet? And we would have a laugh about it. And to this point, he he now he said, Oh, he said, You were right, I got sucked in. So that's okay, mate. That's okay. And to be honest, Drew, I got sucked in at the very early stage because, okay, I can see a few things that this makes sense. And then when nothing's changing here, so I did a little bit more digging and then a bit more digging. And then you find it's almost a carbon copy of the Bolshevik Operation Trust. It's almost letter for letter the same playbook. And when I quizzed the person on this a couple of months ago now, I said, well, you do know that this leads the same path as Bolshevik Operation Trust. They had a document already prepared that was from the Q movement that outlined, no, this is not Operation Trust. Like, <laughs> and that doesn't strike you as odd that there's a document pre-printed, ready to go, that's already preempting the attacks that are going to come on this movement. What well, that doesn't strike you as odd. And for the first time in my life, I got blocked. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. I, I actually didn't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. What do other people do? So it was, yeah, it was quite funny. And it's it shows how these people, if they're just followers or listeners of shows or content creators, and they're so fundamentalist in their views and they'll back their, pe- their people to the nth degree. It shows the cult-like mentality once people do get hooked in, like you said. The problem is when we see these specific people give dates. And like you said, a screenshot lasts forever. Well, one of the m- most recent comments I made about this person was they said that the internet was going to go down, not just in France, across the world. And it was going to be six days of darkness. Well, I've heard the six days of darkness for three years now. And it hasn't happened. So I yeah. just made a comment on this post. So I'll I'll comment on this post in seven days' time. And when it hasn't happened, what's what's your feedback going to be? Of course, you don't get any response. But there it is. The screenshot, the comment is there. Six days have come and gone. The seventh day, nothing happened. Yeah, and that, that's that's a lot of those things. Like, and, and we know we know that Macron put out press release that he was going to limit the internet reach or actually specifically social media reach in a certain part of France. We know that because that is documented. Presidential release, we know that for a fact. But the internet never went out. The Everything stayed up. It, like at what point does you look at it and you go, you know what, I've been fucking punked. Like at what is it? Is it one thing? Is it two things? Is it three things? Is it fifty-six now? At, at what point? At what point do you go? Oh, these guys have had me on. Yeah, at some point they have to look and go, okay, I'm screwed. It's the danger that was always associated with the cube movement was trust the plan. It's expecting people to just sit back and watch horrible shit unfold because. The good guys are doing things in the background. You're safe. You don't have to do anything. It's not your job. There's a certain individual in Australia who 
I'm going to talk about now that might make me very unpopular, not only with Australians, but with people from overseas. So many American listeners send me links of Ricardo Bossi. They think he's the bee's knees. He's the guy that's saving Australia from the Kazarians and, and all the bad guys in the world. This guy's got some fucked up elite connections that no one seems to investigate or explore. Not to mention half the shit he talks about never eventuates. Well, I think there was a, a trigger point was that a week ago where we sent each other a couple of screenshots. Same people posting his video. And then I, I sent you three quick links back. No one's ever heard of those links that I sent you. I've watched them once and went, shit, I didn't know that. Because I, I was, I thought he could have been a politician at the time during the COVID shit. Okay, this guy might be able to sway public opinion and get people excited to, we need to change the thought pattern of politics in Australia. Then I got sent these links, links from a random person who I do not know. And I cannot find out where or who I got them from, but I've saved them and I sent them to you. They are disturbing and troubling the connections that this guy has dating back through his family. And it's, it's, I don't, I don't know the guy, so I don't know if he's a good guy or not, but this video we're talking about, the White Hats are doing this, the White Hats are doing that. Well, if the White Hats are doing that, they're doing a fucking shit job. Yeah, it was specifically. My power bill just doubled this month. And it was specifically. Sorry, Sorry, the interest rates are going up. The, my power bill doubled. I'm, I'm lucky for interest rates at the minute, but I spoke to my neighbour. He is frightened he's going to lose his house in the next few months if there's more interest rate rises. Well, the White Hats, what the fuck are they doing? Because if they are doing something, you're making it fucking worse. <laughs> it's, it's funny that they he talks about in that video, Ricardo, the, mil- the meat and potatoes of conspiracy world. He talks about dumbs, deep underground military bases, saving children and chemtrails. And what the person interviewing him asks is, what can we do to try and stop this? And Ricardo turns around and says, you don't have to do anything. That's not your job. You just sit back and you watch. The chemtrails that you're currently seeing in the sky are from the white hat. So we're dispersing the bad particulates that are in the sky. So they're actually good chemtrails. So don't even bother looking up. It's literally like the Netflix movie. Do not look up. He's telling you not to do that. Throw into that. He's spruiking about how the military operations underground are being successful and more world leaders are being executed every day. Who is buying this stuff without a scaric of evidence to back it up? Yeah, I, I, I really don't know, mate. And it's, it's, it's quite troubling when on Twitter there's a few people that I follow and they follow me and, and you know, I don't post a lot on Twitter. It's these people, and one guy in particular took offence to something I said to him last night. And I'm like, mate, I'm trying to help you here because you're on the right path to go on the right way about getting there. You've somehow managed to gravitate towards this little particular rabbit hole and it sucked you right in. And, And this guy... He has the right idea and the right energy and enthusiasm. He believes that Australia needs to go back to the 1776 US Constitution. And I'm like, mate, 
how can you go back to a US constitution that has never existed in this country ever? She said, please explain more info. I'm like, mate, it's in the wording, US. Australia was a British settled colony. The US has never settled anything in Australia. How are we supposed to go back to something that has never existed here? And then they've fallen into this, we're going to revert the world back to the 1776 US Constitution. Like, that's great. I've read it. It's pretty good. But they're leading themselves to the world going to this one constitution that leads to everyone following the same thing sounds awfully familiar to the new world order. And and I messaged this guy this morning. He said, mate, I don't mean to come across as a prick, but you can't, you've been sucked into this thing that has never existed here. Someone's saying a couple of buzzwords that you've jumped on, you think this guy's legit. And I've seen the guy he's talking about, and he's this guy's whipped up a lot of followers, and he's been debunked by so many other people who are in the military for longer than this guy. And they've just torn this guy to pieces. I'm like, how are you still following when these other guys have provided pages and pages of evidence? This guy is not what he says he is. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. And there's an, and the amount of Australians who are being sucked in by this, there was a guy, his thing, his belief, and this will segue into some of the next points, his belief is that Trump and Kennedy will be the presidential ticket for 2024, but not the Kennedy that's running for the Democrats. The one that died? It's the one who died in a plane several <laughs> years ago who's alive and who's hiding behind the scenes, pushing all the buttons. He's the leader of the White Hats, and he will be President Trump's vice president. And I'm like, when this literally doesn't happen, what then, mate? Blank. Nothing. I'm like, you've, you've put this out there. Screenshots are forever, champ. And I, I, it blows my mind, and that... All you and I can do, mate, is laugh. That's really all we can do. I do laugh, but like at the same time, I do genuinely worry about these people. Not only because they're making themselves look like idiots, they're being conned by grifters. And it's having a it's a two-pronged approach. Not only are they being conned themselves into believing something that may not be true, but it's making everyone else look bad. It's tarring all of us with the same brush. So much that you can see this is why disinformation and misinformation bills are being pushed so hard. Because they've got oh. they've got really good evidence of people that are talking complete shit who are very misinformed, who are pushing misinformation, and they're pushing it. They're pushing it so hard that it's it's like there's two different realities and everyone else is wrong. It's and they're right because they've got the inside knowledge. And their inside knowledge is uh a message on a telegram chat because that can't be co-opted or infiltrated. Yeah. And it's those sort of things when even the, the supposed cue boards tell them disinformation is necessary. Are you fucking mental? Really? Like you, your own 
save your computer guide is telling you that lies are necessary. Like, that's not how this works, guys. The truth shall set you free, but lies, well, oh, they're needed. Like, fuck me. <laughs> it, it, uh, oh, and, you know, there, there's a, there was a famous, there's, there's some podcasters out there in the States who I listen to, really enjoy them, and they have a, a lady on who she's very deep into this movement. She's not as fanatical as some other people, but there was a, a supposed uh, cube or dropped or whatever the hell they call it, where everyone knows that Obama was born in Kenya. That's common knowledge. Everyone knows that it's everywhere for the world to see. One of these cue boards have come out and said, in the end, he will seek Kenyan citizenship. So everyone has gone under the assumption it's Obama, okay? This was put out in 2018, 2019 or something like that. I don't know the exact dates. Then it's come to pass that he's been in Kenya for a meeting. Everyone see, we told you. And I'm like, okay, your saviour has said he will seek Kenyan citizenship. Just because he's been to Kenya and is back in America, that isn't what you said it was going to be. And I got hammered for this. I'm like, okay, so has he got Kenyan citizenship? Well, we don't know that. Well, then that board or thing hasn't come to pass, has it? Well, he was in Kenya. Yeah, but he hasn't got Kenyan citizenship. So just because you get fanatical and go, well, see, we told you. Well, I could seek American citizenship and go to America for a holiday. Doesn't mean I've got American citizenship. The, the, the blurred lines that they're trying to stretch to make, they're trying to stretch facts into a blurred line for what this board said ages ago. You know, it very, very may well happen. We don't know. It may happen in three years, five years. At that point, yeah, okay, that was true. That was legit true. But at this point where everyone's jumping aboard saying, yes, it's happened, come on, guys, let's, let's get some evidence, let's get some detail, let's get some data, and we'll go from there. I've coined a term for it. You know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you associate other actors are all connected to him. It's six degrees of Q-tardation because they can make the most obscure, long connections that yeah. is like you said, just because he was in Kenya doesn't mean he has a Kenyan citizenship. Yeah. That is a very yeah, well, big stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, th there was a, I can't think of the name of it, but there was a series re released during COVID. It's a 13-part documentary, uh, Fall of the Cabal, I think it was called. Oh, yes, and it was the Dutch woman, the narrator. Yes. Came out of Holland? Yes. yes. Very popular. Yes. I myself watched those. It was very compelling and interesting stuff. I'm not going to lie. I yep. waited for every single one of those to drop, and I was an avid listener. Did I believe it 100%? No. But a lot of people bought into it. Yes, continue. Oh, agree, mate. Agree. So I didn't start watching it until I knew about it, and I'm like, I don't have time to sit there and watch all of this as it comes out. You know, life's hectic. You know, through COVID, I was probably one of the only people that everything got busier. So I didn't have time. And then I had some time come up 
my wife and daughter away at a dancing concert all weekend. I thought, right, I've got some time. Have a couple of coldies. I'll watch this. Very compelling evidence. A lot of it in there is truth that we know and has been proven, data-driven, documented evidence, yes. The longer this series went, the more into Q it got. And at that point, I'd seen all the Q stuff and worked out it was bullshit. The minute they start, yep, and Q, that's it, I'm out. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it because the slant that came on it was brought into then this series started announcing that JFK Jr. was still alive. And at that point, I went, that's it, I'm out. And this is the type of stuff that we've, I've spoken about on the show. These are shaping operations. They're deliberately putting a percentage of truth in there. It can be 85% true, 15% bullshit. And the 15% bullshit that's associated with it, that's the shaping side of things. It shapes public perception or perception within communities like the truth movement, and it poisons the well. It discredits them by having people latch onto provable falsehoods, very provable. It takes as little as five minutes of your own research to find most of this stuff either hasn't happened or doesn't exist. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. And like, the, I have to bring it up because we've touched on it a little bit. One of the screenshots that I took today from another person, they believe, now, don't fall off your chair, just let's get through this episode. They believe that President, Princess Diana, still alive, secretly married to President Trump, and Baron Trump is their kid. And he is the saviour of the world, and he is Jesus reincarnated. Like, oh, what have I been smoking today? It was so fanciful, and, oh, I, I just had to get that off my chest because that is so far into the realms of realism, you know, we get called conspiracy theorists a lot of times. We're called kooks and, and cookers and you name it. Everything that you and I discuss with people and, you know, you post a lot more than I do, we have factual detail and evidence to back it up. This stuff is just – and that, and this person believes that Princess Diana is the secret chief behind the White Hats who is picking who's to be executed and who's to be locked up and – who they're turning to the good side of the white hats. And I'm just like... Well, wait, here we go. Here's the evidence for that, though. Here's the six degrees of Q-tardation. Baron Trump yeah. has blonde hair and a haircut that looks a lot like Princess Dies. There's the evidence oh, right there, mate. It's it's real. It's happening. Yeah, those ones. And then <laughs> our favourite Q person posted something today, and I thought... I reckon you've probably seen it. That President Trump is cousin to JFK, who's cousin to the Lincoln bloodline, the Colkey bloodline, the what's the other bloodline? The Jesus bloodline, the Tesla bloodline, and they're all related to goes back to Jesus. What? See, now really? this is this is the thing. They're using elements of truth there. And pushing something that's that's most likely bullshit because we know that a lot of the elites of the world they intermarry and intermingle. That's how you consolidate power. It's been done since time immemorial. So much so that the majority of the people that live in the United Kingdom 
they can trace their ancestry back to some kind of royal. Doesn't mean they're actually a blood relative. It's through marriage somewhere along the lines. There's a connection to royalty. Does that mean that nearly every person in the UK is a part of the cabal? Yeah. And you you made a point earlier. All it does is damages the reputation of people who are genuinely trying to seek the truth and find out what is really going on so that we can legitimately make changes to, A, get out of the banking cartel bullshit we're involved in, get out of the government tyrannical overreach that we're stuck under, and we're just we're trying to find the real ways to circumnavigate that crap. And when this is all thrown in, when you when you when you think about it logically to what you and I talk about regularly and here tonight, this movement is doing more harm to that effort than the white hats are to try and get us out. It's destabilizing people's Ability to think of, hey, listen, that's great, and that would be really amazing, and I, I would be cheering, you know, I would be buying those people beers that I said were wrong. Absolutely, I would be. But until then, mate, we got to get out of this shit that we're in now, and by sitting and waiting, we're letting Alvo make send another billion dollars or whatever to Ukraine. He magically finds nineteen billion dollars that was fabricated on paper, bringing future profits back on this paper and he's going to give that away. Where's the white hat stopping that? You know, like that's that's what you and I, I think try and pose to these people that they they probably don't get our humour, to be fair. But that's what we're posing to is how about keep that in the back of your mind, but let's try and make some real change now. That's my effort towards these people that the, the fanciful and the, the magical solution of the white hats fixing everything overnight. Oh man, yep, sign me up. I'm all for that. But none of it's happened. None of it's going along. Nothing's changing. And the real world is still ticking along, kicking every one of us in the ass. And they want us to sit there and frust the plan. They they made us forget one of the most memorable quotes in Western literary history. All that's needed for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And they've just told good men to do nothing. And they're doing nothing yep. because that's the plan. Got to trust it. Yep. It's like- one, one of the big things is you hear a lot of them speak about is this Nasara Jasara. Right, it is a legitimate government-sanctioned thing in America. Signed in two thousand and one, it is legitimate. It's um, national economic in America and global economic elsewhere. Some of these people believe that it's a political movement where it will bring back free and fair elections. Like, dude, you're still believing in elections. <laughs> hey. Come on, mate. You, you're trying to tell people that these white hats are here to save you, and you're still trying to believe that elections are the way to go? Or that they'll be free and fair? What? Come on, mate. You, let's get back to the real world. 
And because this particular guy, when I said to him, I said, mate, it, it's in the wording. You can go and find that document anywhere on the internet, in archives, governmental archives in America. It's signed in 2001. It's an actual act. So it exists. But they're taking it as, oh, it's going to be money back to the people. That's not what it is. It's economic reform, which would be fantastic. But does the economic reform come in the form of a CBDC? Yeah, exactly. We've got to stop referring to them as white hats. We have to refer to them as dunce hats. Because (laughs) if they are the white hats, like you said, they are doing a shit job of things. Interest rates constantly each month are going up. Cost of living, skyrocketing. Division within society is at an all-time high in multiple areas around the world. They're doing a bang-up job of saving the world, aren't they? Well, mate, it's it's funny you brought that up, and probably a probably a little bit of a pivot here. But you said interest rates are going sky high. I don't know if you've heard the news. There was a guy in Marumba Downs in Brisbane blew his house up a couple of days ago. It's come out so. One of my wife's work friends lives eight blocks away, felt the explosion. The house rocked six or seven blocks away. They found parts of the house, right? This guy released some Facebook posts, some family history background. It had destroyed him mentally. He went on a rant, destroying the RBA, absolutely crucifying the banking cartel. And he said, that's it. I'm out. He launched a heap of gas bottles into his roof, lit a match, kablammo. That was his way to get back at the banks so that they will never get their money from his loan and they will never get the house. He blew the thing to sky high. Not not funny. I, I try not to laugh, but goes along with the recent episode you did with another podcaster where Aussie morbid humour. Um, I, I try not to. I'm trying not to laugh at this all day, but what a way to tell him to fuck you! <laughs> well, you have to take a you have to take a leaf out of the the tradies books at the moment. We've got so much of a housing boom that's now starting to collapse, where builders aren't getting paid for their work, so they're going back and they're smashing up the brickwork or they're destroying the tiles. Well, if you do want the ultimate fuck you to the RBA and the banks who would eventually come and seize your house because you can't make those inflated payments. Maybe leave the house in a bit of disrepair that they can't get all the money back for it. Not saying blow your house up, but there's creative ways and means that you can make it very hard for people. Look back oh. at what they look back what they did during the 1920s when the banks tried to buy people's houses out. The communities gathered together and there was penny on the dollar auctions. They would outbid the banks and get the houses back. Mm. Yeah. Or, they, or they would just front up their own little posses and they would force the banks out of town. Yeah. We're heading for that. Like, if I don't see the economy getting any better with the current trend that's going in. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was, um, was painting the front of my house on the weekend and my neighbour comes across and so oh, how are you going with the interest rates? And he's an, he's an older gentleman, um, nearly getting ready to retire. And, and I'm probably one of the lucky ones. I'm still under 2%. So I'm still locked in for another 18 months. So I'm sitting pretty. He was telling me he's very close to, he may lose his house in the next few months if there's 
couple more interest rate rises. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He's got a lot of kids. They currently rent. He's said we've had to ask them, you know, we're going to, you know, you might have to come home and help us for a while, you know. We helped you as kids, and his kids are fine with it. That, that's great. I think that's a great attitude. But the fact that that has to happen because of this economic shitstorm we're in, it ain't getting any better, Drew. It, it really isn't. And and I had this thought, and I was discussing it with um, some of the guys at work this week, where you will see people that have money in investments. They're getting 5% returns on their money, which is great. My parents are one of them. For the first time ever, they're getting some really good returns. Like, this is great. And I said to my parents the other day, I said, look, there may come a time if you think that I only have, I have one brother. So if either of us, you think that we might be doing it tough, you don't offer us any money. We will manage and we will sort ourselves out because you finally got that money back from the bank, you are going to give it back to the bank, and the bank gets all of the money that they said they were giving you, and they're still taking off everyone else. So you cannot, under any circumstances, give that money back. Now, that's that probably comes from my hatred from the government and the, the banks, which is well known in your sphere. You know, my hatred for those two things is is epic. And my mum says, no way, we will help you. I said, no, we've got our shit sorted. Me and my brother are in a good position. We're good. But I look at other people, their families are going to get rinsed from this, where those older people are going to have to pour money back into their kids. The banks double dipping. They get all that money back so they have never lost a cent. And I'm just like, this is genius. It is genius from a banking cartel perspective, which... I hate admitting that, but you tell me how you would do it different. It makes sense because you're just allowing the the boomer generation who have finally got some money in their pocket after all their life's hard work and they have to bail their kids out or their grandkids because they've taken on loans that shouldn't have been allowed to go forward in the first place where they're approving people on loans today based on what the current market is, not on what projected markets could be. And they could barely make the payments in the first place. So what happens yeah, well, after 12 interest rate rises? Yeah, well, once upon a time, and, you know, you and I would have been in the age group where we were just getting into decent-sized loans with house loans and car loans where bank used to foretell that you would need to be able to repay twice that loan size. And if you could afford that, you could get that loan. Now, I know people who are 22 years old have borrowed $900,000 for a house. It's not a great house. And they're paying 6%. How? You tell me on what grounds that is um, responsible lending. It doesn't, it, it doesn't it, make... It, it doesn't exist. Now... When I was studying to be a teacher, I had about four different jobs on the go just to get by while I was getting through uni. One of these jobs is I was working at JB Hi-Fi. For international listeners, that's like a, uh, a a media store, sells televisions, electronics, DVDs, all that type of stuff. And we had a thing where we would do interest-free loans so people can come in, grab a TV, walk out with it, not put any money down, and they'd pay a credit card up essentially. 
Well, you'd get there and you'd be putting the people's information in, finding out whether they are eligible for a loan or not. And the amounts that the repayments were, they couldn't actually afford on their income once you did the math on it. And they would get approved. And I'd sit there, all to my boss's dismay was, I'm like, you do realize based on how much money these interest repayments are and your expenditures out of your annual salary, you're not going to be able to get by on this. Because you've told me it costs you this much in food. You've told me it costs you this much in energy. You can't make the interest repayments on this. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah, it's okay. I'll just pay the credit card. I'm like, but you won't. That's the thing. Yeah. You won't be able to. Yeah, that that's that's frightening. So in throughout the mining boom throughout 2008 to 2014, there were young couples living in the mines uh, in central Queensland in these mining towns with five to 10,000 people. You know, they're inland. There's nothing there. There was one young couple on um, Current Affair bought 10 houses. 10 houses worth something like, the loans were something like, it was like $5 million or something. They were on good money, but not enough to pay that back. And they thought they'd get the renters in and, yep, this is going to be their, their ticket out of here. Banks never once batted an eyelid to lend them that money. And I'm like, oh, okay, righto. This isn't going to end well. And a lot of people did it. They leveraged themselves to the hilt. And then when this come to pass, when the mining bubble went bang in 2013, their answer was, why did the bank lend me this money? And I just, the dismay looking at people in that regard where, why did you think you could pay that back? At what point did you look at it and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that because if I don't get tenants, I can't pay it back. Because like, you, you go to a bank and a bank will say, oh, you could borrow this much. And I've had banks do that to my wife and I'm like, fuck no, mate. Oh, why not? So I've got to pay it back. So I would, rather, I would rather have more than enough money to go out to dinner with the family, take the family on holidays and have a house that sits there and I'm paying an overinflated price for it. No, nah, mate, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's funny. They, they definitely want more and more business out of you. We recently paid our mortgage off. And we had that phone call with them over the phone. And, and the instant thing they go to is, oh, I have to say this because it's my job, but if you'd like to, we can keep the, the total amount of the mortgage on the system and you can redraw on that anytime you want to. Think of it as, as a savings account. I'm like, well, it's not a savings account. It's redrawing the loan. I have no yeah. intentions of having a mortgage again. <laughs> Ideally, I don't want another one. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, and I feel sorry for those people because they're, they're pushed and forced into a, a narrative that they have to put on their customers because it's their job when they probably know and guilty as shit that they go, oh, I don't really want to tell this guy this because that's just a stupid idea, but I've got to because it's my job. It's like, oh, I feel sorry for you because that's a dumb idea because once my mortgage is paid, that's it, mate. I'm out. I'm looking for ways to get out now. I'm done with governments, banks. I don't have that luxury of getting out of my home loan for a while. But, oh, mate, I'm done with that sort of shit. And it's just frustrating that people uh, keep jumping back in without second thought. So now that we're on the topic of 
economics because you know this is the whole point of conspiracy chit chat it's conspiracy stuff current trends in the news whatever's going on the big issue is that the media keeps pushing people are doing it tough in australia people are finding it hard to put food on the table there's a higher and higher influx of people going to soup kitchens or to food hamper distributors that things are tough the salvos are saying that they're seeing more people than ever Things are tough, but the government keeps parroting and the, the data's there. Spending is up. People are spending like there's no tomorrow. Do you see that as a, a hangover from COVID because people were locked up for so long, particularly in Australia, that our generation are the, the YOLO generation. You only live once, so they're willing to go out and spend the money that they do or don't have just for the experiences now and not worrying about the future? <coughs> Yeah, mate, I, I do actually, and I see a lot of it in my group of friends. So I have a very diverse group of friends in different um, jobs, regions, um, sporting circles. Some have kids, some don't have kids, some have older kids, some are trying for kids. It's, it's actually it's really good because it's a wide array of people. Some people who are clo- who we're close with, they're doing a bit tough financially, right? They're, they're, everything's good. They're handling it, but they just don't have a lot of money to, oh, you know, let's go and have a weekend down here. The luxuries just aren't there. So I often wonder with that spending, does it include the groceries, the, the bed linen, the towels, the clothes, the necessities that you have to have? I often wonder is that included? And then on the other aspect, I have friends who have just bought a home recently. They found another home they like. They've only been in it six months. They want to sell this one and move to another one. And I, I looked at them and went, you're going to give up fixed 2.5% interest rate for 6 point something percent elsewhere? I like... Do you think that's a really wise decision? Oh, yeah, but it'll save us a lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of this. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. But those savings are now offset by 4.5% extra interest you're paying that goes for nothing. Now, I also see people get new TVs, new golf clubs. Where are people struggling? And you see it everywhere, and we don't know... I see a lot of people in the Gold Coast where I live struggling to find a home. Rental prices are ridiculous. Um, house prices are inflated. Good for me at the minute because I'm, I'm sitting on some good good stuff. But these people are struggling to find a home. Okay. Person across the road bought a new car. What is going on? What, like, legitimately, what the fuck is going on? Because I've become a bit of a, a bit of a scrooge in my older age at the moment. Whilst I'm not that old, I'm, I don't like spending money if I don't have to. And my wife and daughter hate it. But when it comes time we want to do something big, well, there's a reason. But yet other people, they're just spending, mate. More people are going to the pub, my local pubs, than I've ever seen before. I homebrew my own beer, so I drink at home. It's cheap as chips. Where are they getting their money? I, 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 
it baffles me as to where they're getting their money to do all this stuff, yet we know cost of living crisis is so high that people are struggling. I'm struggling to comprehend where it's coming from. It, it's a Hopefully really... you can enlighten me. Well, it's a really thing that I can't quite correlate myself because we're getting these mixed messages and we're seeing the effects of both sides out in the communities where I've got family members who have just gone out, bought brand new caravans, brand new Ford Rangers, gone on European holidays, but they're of what I would consider the upper middle class. Is the struggle happening at the bottom end of the middle class? Are we seeing the bottom end of the middle class starting to fall out is the guts falling out of it at the moment. And only those that are a little bit more well off managing to spend more at the moment. But at the same time, everything's gone up like 30, 40, 50% in some areas. Of course, spending's going to be up across the board. People might just be spending on the, the bare necessities and that is just getting by for them. But data wise, it looks like, Everyone's spending big, everyone's enjoying themselves. Maybe the majority of people aren't enjoying themselves like that. Maybe spending's up just because the bare necessities have gone up. And yeah. the, outliers, the outliers might just be the people who had that little bit of savings away and they're willing to spend it on European holidays and new cars and caravans and, and all sorts of stuff. That's mate, that's very valid. I, I think you could be I think you could be right there because you know uh, uh, in my estate where I live, it's it's the estate itself is only two and a half, three years old. So there's a lot of new houses there. Um, one of my friends lives around the corner. He now pays twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a week off his house, and I'm just like, "Wow, dude, really?" He's just got a new job, very very well paid now, a lot more than he was. He said, "Oh, it's all good." He said, "Sweet," I'm like, "Yeah, but." You're now paying more than ever because you're earning more than ever. Imagine if you were still on what you were six months ago, how much more money you would have in your pocket. And oh, people's grocery bills have gone through the roof. Um, as of July 1st, Origin Energy, my contract with them had finished, my power bill doubled. So I, I, I track it daily to make sure, you know, wasted energy. So we did a test and we turned off the TV three months ago to test it. My TV in the lounge room was burning half of my power for the entire day, the whole household. So we turned that off and we ended up saving $3 a day. <laughs> then come July 1st, I tracked it for the first week. My power went from average use of like $4.60 a day to $10.80 a day. And I said, oh, no, this shit ain't happening. Got the wife under it. She started looking around for energy companies. We found a better deal somewhere. We signed up. And before the chance, before they had the chance to change us over to this new energy company, Origin come back to us. Oh, we can give you this discount of 18% per day. We'll double your solar feed in tariff because we're a loyal customer. We want to keep it. Our power bill is now lower than it was before. <laughs> what? Oh, what? what? What is going on? I know we we always sit there and say it's all theatre, but there's some shonky shit going on. That's the media's telling bullshit, Albo's telling bullshit, but the stuff we're seeing with our friends, our family around the trap in our local areas, it's almost 
unbelievable of what's actually happening because if it's struggling, what well, the pubs full near my house every day? I'm like, uh, who, if, if you're struggling, who wouldn't be going to the pub? Or, or is my thinking out of date? Oh, I don't know. It baffles me that. Like, I love the pub as much as anyone, but if life is so tough and people are struggling as they say, why are the pubs twice as busy as ever? I don't quite understand. And I've got some colleagues, some very young teachers that have been out for a little while now. Bought their, she's bought her first house, which is like fantastic. Good on you, love you. You're having a crack. She got approved at a point where she could only just make the repayments at the time that she got the loan. So now we're, I think we're eight interest rate rises since she got it. She can't afford it. She's kind of uh, been forced to get renters in, rent out individual rooms of her house. This was meant to be her first house, just her alone. She's now renting rooms out. But at the same time as she's complaining about, quite rightfully so, cost of living's gone up so much and she can't get by, at the same time she's out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night on the piss. So there's definitely a level of, People aren't prioritizing what they need to. And my wife says this a lot that, especially from the boomer generation, despite all their faults, they would have been the generation that would just stop spending. They would have squirreled everything away until interest was under control, the inflation rate. But I don't see that out of this generation. No. Living in the moment is far too big. Being happy in the moment is far too important. Yeah, and you're right. Living in the moment, oh, I've got to pay the, got to pay the house repayment next week. Oh, I'll deal with that later. I've got to, friends are going out. I've got to go out. I'm like, oh, yeah. See, my, my friends like, oh, how can you start at home ruin? Well, I got the shits with paying sixty dollars for a carton of beer. I'm like, they said, oh, yeah. Like, I love me beer. Don't get me wrong, but I, I love me beer. But mate, sixty dollars a carton of piss, no. Nah. And because someone said, oh, what are, you, what are you struggling? You can't afford a carton of beer. Like, no, mate, principles. I am not paying $60 for a carton of beer. I will take that 60 bucks. And I learned to homebrew, and I've since found a microbrewery that I used, $75 for a 20-litre keg of homebrewed beer. I don't get hungover. It's much more enjoyable. I get three times the value. And, oh, that's a great idea. No fucking shit. <laughs> and it was it was it was simply that I'm not paying these bastards sixty bucks for twenty four beers. And it was you know, I look at it and I said to I said to me brother, I said, mate, you do that. Oh, we don't have a microbrewery here. Yeah, but once a month I'll drive halfway. He lives at Maribor, which is about three and a half hours away. I said, Oh, I'll drive halfway, three three kegs, swap over, get to see the kids. We might come up for the weekend or you might come down to mine for the weekend. You pick up three kegs. Three kegs will last you three or four months. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. He's still thinking about it. So, you know, there's no reason you can't make those little lifestyle changes that aren't actually changes. It's work smarter, not harder. Yeah, absolutely. So why not? And these are the same people that generally they complain about the price of grog at the pub 
And then they go out and, like you said, buy $60 cartons. It's 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 yeah. it's less expensive than the pub, but it's still expensive if you're doing that every week. Yeah, yep, for sure, for sure. And and that's you know my dad has home brewed for thirty odd years. It 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 costs him ten dollars for something like twenty or thirty tallies of of beer that he's home brews. Just always done. He's, he's probably spent in 30 years less on home brew than I have in cartons of beer. And so I, I got in, I got learning, and said, come on, big fella, tell me how to do it, teach me how to do it properly, because I'm, I'm just getting sick of getting robbed of something that I enjoy. Oh, teach me. Right, well, you got to do this, this, and this. You know, it was uh, you know a learned skill that I heard on, um, you guys were talking about on a, a show with... Um, John the Fed, the other day, pass down those learned skills. Not necessarily the grow your own stuff. Dad taught me how to homebrew. I'll take that. How very Australian that we end the conversation what? of this show with beer. I think so, mate. I think so. The big Queenslander having a big frothy, why not? <laughs> and it's the positives of it, the health effects of brewing your own beer. It's fermented. Fermented stuff is very good for your gut biome. So... Yeah, go out and make your own beer, people. It's it's going to save you big bucks on the bottom line. Then that is yep. financial advice. I'll give you that. <laughs> yep, that is financial advice. Take that to your fucking bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Wade. Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a fantastic conversation as always. Keep sending through those screenshots of this awesome stuff that we're seeing out of these silly people on the internet. As I said, Twitter does provide. Screenshots are forever. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this show. And remember that if you are a listener, I know there's thousands of you now because the numbers are reflecting it. Reach out to me. You can jump on the show and have a conversation just like Wade has tonight. Don't forget to follow the show, like it, share it, rate it. It helps me reach uh, further listeners around the world and just helps me grow the show in a way that I hope I can get to more listeners and make it a bigger and better thing that it currently is. All right, everybody, catch you next time. Hey, everybody, it's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.